Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. doing Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available for Monday the 8th of November 2021 with me Daniel Ruiz Tyson episode 358 hope you're all healthy and doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going just 46 days until Christmas now this is your unofficial Christmas countdown show it's uh, 0948 hours here in London, another early recorded day. Doing things this way to avoid having to run in the dark now that uh, winter is upon us. A very lazy weekend, learning to, to rest, to make sure I just do nothing at the weekends, except, I suppose, cogitate on ideas, but making sure I give my body a break and then, you know, get down to those ideas on the Monday. Looking forward to this afternoon, my... Uh, Monday writing session now move back to the afternoons to do the show this show on the Monday mornings and the run around lunchtime winter coat wearing that again when did I get this winter coat 2016 not my favorite winter coat for a number of uh, reasons but uh, happier with it since I removed the fur the clip on fur from the hood back in 2018 early problems with it seeing as I've this year over the last 12 months I've shifted to rucksacks which are better for posture but uh, removing a rucksack from a winter coat isn't the easiest thing if like me you've uh, been a rucksack exile for the last 25 years and I'm finding that the rucksack straps are catching on the winter coat cuffs that's something I need to work on technically already my scarf is irritating my neck might wear the buffer today although I'm going to be wearing the buffer on the run I've only got one buffer so I'm going to be wearing the buffer on the run so it's highly unlikely that I'll be able to wear it on my uh, walk to the cafe later no gloves yet I did lose some brilliant winter gloves last winter I've only got one left I, I don't know whether it's the left or the right glove these leather gloves I'd had and I hadn't had leather gloves since I was a kid and I'd forgotten how much better they are than uh, woolly gloves I'm still carrying my bin handling gloves, which are gloves that I also use for the handrails on buses. I always slip them into the back pocket, the left back pocket. And the left one I also use, the the left bus handling, bus rail handling glove I also use. That's my basket handling glove in supermarkets. So the left glove is always in there when I go into shops I also get the right glove out once I've done the shopping just to prepare myself for uh, boarding the bus to get home on the winter coat front I saw a kid with what was probably faux fur on his own hood last week he was outside the old Nat West in Stockwell with his girlfriend and he found himself being taken to task by a middle-aged woman loaded with four heavy looking Sainsbury's shopping bags 
Hard swallow there. She'd pulled him up on the fur. She was, it turned out, an animal rights activist. He was very patient with her. Another guy stepped in trying to mediate. You know, you have your beliefs. That's fine. And, and you know, maybe she saw an opportunity here with, uh, you know, someone very young. A lot of you knows at the moment. That's my uh, crutch phrase. Let's see if I can scale that back for the rest of the show. She maybe thought she could influence a, a young guy here and maybe going forward he would not wear coats with what might have been real fur. I don't think it was real fur myself. The woman's wrinkle philtrum and upper lip area, though, suggested she had at one time or was still a, a heavy smoker. And cigarettes, I know they were t- they were tested on beagles, weren't they? I think that's been outlawed since the late 90s. But the wrinkling on the philtrum suggested this woman's relationship with tobacco went back several decades. So she wasn't exactly innocent herself. We all try to do things. We try to improve what we're doing, whether that's with recycling or not using products tested on animals. We're not going to get everything right. People should maybe be a bit more tolerant and... Uh, I'm glad that I wasn't the one with the fur on the hood. I've no doubt she would have uh, taken me to task as well. I think mine was fake fur. I've still got it. I've unclipped it from the hood. I don't know what it's still doing in the flat. You know, I may as well get rid of it because I'm not going to be clipping it on, you know, mainly because it obscures my vision. The hood, though, early observations from last week are that the hood, I started wearing the winter coat midweek, the... Hood is always wonky on the left side. I need to really address that. I'm going around with a with a wonky hood. I don't want that to be my look uh, for the winter. Try to sort out my booster vaccine this morning because there was something over the weekend. The government was saying they're now making it five months rather than six months. That uh, you know when you can get your booster jab and. Come Monday, you could register for the booster jab earlier than you otherwise would have had it. I've tried to do that this morning. I'm still being told I can't have it. I had my second vaccine back in May, so over six months now. The site is very specific, which for a pedant like me, I quite like. It says if it's more than 152 days since you had your second jab, then you're entitled to the booster. I'm 179 days on from my second jab, so I'm entitled to the booster, but it's telling me I still can't have it. So I'm just going to have to keep checking on that site. Some very strange dreams as well the last few days. I can remember bits of them. There was one a couple of nights ago being distracted right now by birdsong. Very... um, Strange to hear it this time of uh, day. Certainly outside the front room window. The f- Well, these aren't in any order. I'm just going to give you what I can remember. There was a dream where I was at Lopez's old place in Clapham. And the rooms looked as I remembered them. But there was a double bed set up in the kitchen right by the oven. Which, as far as I remember, was never the case. And I was shocked when I went in there to to see that Lopez might be sleeping in his kitchen. Then I found him in another room with another double bed and I asked him what was going on in the kitchen. That's as much as I remember from it. And Lopez, he, well, he was basically as as he was when he passed away. I, you know, the same kind of mid-30s look about him. Dark hair, dark features, the stubble, the long sideburns. I had a running dream this morning or overnight 
I was uh, running a really long distance. I think that's a, a result of Friday's run, maybe the euphoria carrying over into my dreams on the back of that. I had a dream about exams, and this was said in my old school in Battersea. And exams always stress me out. And I don't know if that inability to remember a lot of stuff, that you know, to recall stuff when you need to recall it, to recall it under pressure, as in an exam setting. Maybe that you know, maybe that's something that's been with me since I was a kid. Because looking back, that was my big problem with exams. Although, admittedly, I would never revise. I really wasn't someone who would revise. Homework would be done in the morning at school. I always felt well six seven hours a day at school that's more than enough given you know given me homework I'm not going to do that at home and I rarely did and I was getting stressed out about the exams and someone in my dream said this isn't for you if you don't want to do it don't do it you're different I always maintained that it was unfair for people to be judged the rest of their career on the back of something they took at 16 18 I don't know, you know, I, I won't comment on degrees because I don't know how those quite work. I didn't go to university. But you don't know what your situation is at 16 or 18. Things at home may not have been good. You may have had a bad day. You might have had a bad journey into that exam hall on the day. And yet how you perform that day would determine the direction that your life took. I always had a problem with that. I know that the introduction of coursework being part of the grading was meant to make things fairer. The fact that I wasn't really much good as well at doing coursework, I suppose, uh, but you know, people will be, uh, you, you'd be entitled to think, well, what did this guy want? He, he's moaning about exams. He wasn't doing the coursework. What does he expect? I just found it a lot of pressure. I wasn't someone that was comfortable in the classroom. I always knew what I wanted to do. And that was probably part of the problem for me because there was no compromising at my end and but it did affect me a lot the amount of exam failures I had I, I failed more exams than I passed and would I be any different now I don't think I would I think it would still be a, a problem for me and that's why I left it after the second A levels failure I thought yeah that's me done this is obviously not working I'm obviously not built for this, I, I can't deal with that kind of pressure. And I also refuse to be judged on how I might have performed on a, a certain day. So I'm sure that this uh, this dream was a result of being scarred, I guess, by my exam experiences. The strangest dream I had this week involved an Italian TV drama. I was dreaming that I was watching an Italian TV drama that was apparently set in the 5th century, according to my dream TV guide, which I was checking. But that was clearly wrong as there were no Romans. It looked more sort of 17th century fashion-wise, supposedly an Italian language show, but everyone in this dream was speaking English and it didn't sound dubbed. And following on from the Georgi dream of a few weeks ago, this one was a very strange one, equally strange. There was a, a horse-drawn carriage... There was a guy holding the reins for the horses. There was a woman behind him. There was a guy on a single horse behind the carriage. I don't know how he managed this, but, you know, the dream did, certainly didn't make sense. The guy on the horse, he was having intercourse with the woman that was between the guy on the horse and the man overseeing the horses on the carriage. And she was somehow fornicating with the man who was holding the reins. I don't know how that would have worked 
I don't know whether she would have had some attached appendage there to to pleasure the man. I don't know how the man... Well, actually, no, I can now. I can think there are various ways the man hanging onto the horses on the carriage might have been pleasured, I guess. It was just a very strange dream, very disturbing dream. I don't know why I'm having these uh, dreams. Very incomplete recollections, but I've given you what I can remember. From dreams to Howard Hughes, show this week to Omnitom and new patron, Anthony. I appreciate uh, your support and your retweets also for anyone else who has uh, retweeted the show or shared the links. Much appreciated. This week, I'm reading The Lost Village. I haven't even written that down in my notes. The Lost Village by Neil Spring, another book from the author on the real-life ghost hunter Harry Price, set in the village of Imber. That's I-M-B-E-R. A real, based on a true life story, but the author says he's taken the liberty of changing the dates of when that village was occupied by the military for training. It actually, I think it was occupied ahead of World War II. They, they cleared the village so they could run full military training exercises in this village on Salisbury Plains. But in real life, I think it... No, that, that's, I'm getting muddled here. In real life, yes, it was World War II, but in this book... The village is taken over by the military during the first ahead of the First World War. Uh, the blurb for the book, the remote village of Ember, remote, lost and abandoned. The outside world hasn't been left in, hasn't been let in since soldiers forced the inhabitants out, much to their contempt. But now a dark seeth. What is going on with me today? I'm having problems with my eyes. Uh, again, with your eyes, Dave? Having problems with the eyes. I'm not due another eye test for uh, for another year. I'm not sure it's going to last that long before I maybe need new glasses. Let me carry on. But now a dark secret threatens all who venture near. Everyone is in danger and only Harry Price can help. Reluctantly reunited with his former assistant, Sarah Gray, he must unlock the mystery of Ember and unsurface the secrets someone thought were long buried. But will Sarah's involvement be the undoing of them both? Enjoying it. Real uh, page turner. Not a book I'm going to you know, think, hey, that was a, a great book once I've finished with it. But it's a page turner. It's enjoyable. It kills quite a few hours. I'm happy with my choice a brilliant for me run on friday evening a personal best of 18k i do think 21k is now on and because the last couple of weeks i'm seeing maybe the benefits of the longer runs i'm worried that i'm because i'm going to be running for longer i mean it as as i've told you i'm running in the park so with the the grass getting boggy and now those runs are going to be slower runs than they otherwise would be. So I'm out there for a while. I was out there for an hour and 46 minutes on Friday night. It had got dark. I didn't have any batteries in my hat lamp. So that's something I'm going to try and see if I can sort out today with a trip to Poundland. Given that I'm going to be out there for for quite a while on Fridays, I've started, well, this was just something I did on Friday. I took a pen with me because I'm worried about having ideas as the endorphins kick in, having uh, creative ideas and not remembering them once I get back to the flat. And I took a pen, took a piece of paper, scrap paper, and, you know, I've got the armband falling apart. That's That's a problem. I don't have any zips on the shorts. By the way, I did buy some leggings. I don't know why I thought they were called jeggings. I bought some leggings running leggings and they're really 
tight and really warm. I bought warm and tight and wearing the shorts over the leggings. I When I tried them on in the store, yeah, I, I could see why you have to wear shorts over them. It was a pretty, a pretty indecent moment. And, and uh, I'm pleased that uh, right away I knew that I had to wear the, the, the shorts. So I am worried about running and not remembering all the creative thoughts, gags, storyline, plot lines that are coming to me while I'm running as I try to resolve any issues that I have with a creative project. So I thought I'll take a pen with me. Took the worst, one of the worst pens I have, part of a, a pack of 10 from Poundland that I bought back in the spring. Folded the piece of scrap paper, half, uh, half a sheet of A4. And sure enough, uh, about uh, the thing is now what one of the problems I've got now mentally I suppose well it can be a problem maybe but it can also I wouldn't say it's an advantage it's certainly not an advantage but it, it might be a problem having now studied my runs in greater detail I now know where on the routes I'm completing 1k and 2k and, and 3k and I'm looking at where 2k happens and I'm thinking god that's uh that's further away than I than I thought. It gives me an appreciation of the distance I'm running, and how how vast a, a kilometer might be. I knew that the first idea that I had came around the one and a half k mark. I took the pen out. It wasn't easy to write whilst running, but I, I surprised myself at how well I, I was able to do it. It wasn't going to be too hard to decipher put the pen back in the pocket and the, and the piece of uh, scrap paper. There was still plenty of uh, plenty of daylight at the time. So, and, and also, yeah, surprised myself that I could multitask. Then I started running. And then as I was coming up to the 2K mark, I had another idea. Take out the piece of uh, scrap paper, look for the pen. The pen isn't anywhere. And I'm thinking, what's going on? Spent the rest of that lap looking for the pen, looking for it everywhere realizing that I'd lost it, lost it between the one and a half K mark and the two K mark. So I had a rough idea. And also I always run on the left. Usually two reasons for that. I suppose I just like doing things on the left hand side, create that intrigue. And also it means that I'm not cutting any corners, which is important to the pedant in me. I'm always on the outside bend. So there's no, no cutting corners. So when I'm running at distance, I'm really running it. I see people cutting corners all the time when they're running. And often they're better runners than me. They're faster runners, stronger runners, younger runners. But I'm one of the few people in that park who I see running the full perimeter of the park. So I knew where the pen was. I had a rough idea where it was. And in a way, much in the same way that the distraction of the crash with the cyclist the previous Friday had helped me focus for a couple of laps. It was a distraction. And it was the same with the pen. The pen was a distraction. There was no real discomfort on those first three laps because I was excited in a way about looking for the pen. Meantime, the ideas that I was having were piling up and I was trying to remember them and I was worried. And I would come out of that park, I think, perhaps only forgetting one idea. And I, I've come to tell myself in recent months that if you don't recall an idea that you've forgotten it's probably because it wasn't that memorable an idea if it's a memorable idea it will come back to you at some point I work on that basis these days it you know reassures me on the second lap the voice is going I'm gonna to have to pause this and take a sip of water right I'm back just took some water there so I was telling you on the second lap I knew there was no point in looking for the Poundland pen 
on the first half of that second lap because I knew that I had the pen at a later stage of that first lap. So once I got to the stage that I remember I made my first note at, that's when I started looking. I was scanning the grass. I was looking really distracted. It was probably slowing me down. I was scanning the grass like some forensics guy looking for evidence at a crime scene. Missed it first time round. And meantime, the creative ideas were building up and I was starting to get a little worried, but I was confident I'd find the pen. Third lap, same again, couldn't find the pen. Complicated by the fact that I'm, you know, dealing with autumn leaves as well. So it wasn't going to be easy to find the pen. I began to uh, appreciate that. Found the pen, though, on the fourth lap and it was roughly where I thought it would be. In fact, I'd lost it pretty quickly. I'd lost it pretty much as soon as I'd put it in the pocket. It had dropped out, so I knew that when I recovered the pen that it had to stay in my hand. And actually, what I'd done as well, I'd, since the first lap, once I found out that I'd lost the pen, I took the scrap paper out of my pocket and held onto that for the rest of my run. As soon as I found the pen, I started jotting up the ideas that I'd had on laps two and three and four. And that was it. And once I'd found the pen, once I didn't have the distraction of looking for the pen, then that fourth lap became quite tricky for me and I had it in mind to go for six laps I thought I think 18k is on I was losing the light my lamp my my torch my hat torch I realized you know only in the park that it suddenly wasn't working so what I had to do I had to take my mobile out on lap five and just shine the torch app just so really people could see me because it wasn't helping me much and I ran the fifth lap in the park and then the last half a lap I stepped out of the park and ran on the streets for uh, for the first time I think since the the start of the year and you know I don't really like doing that but it, it was okay and it was a comfortable stretch no uphill business just you know got to be worried about traffic and and people did uh, the 18k I find this is my limited experience of running I find that once you start running bigger distances the 15 and the 18k they don't feel that much different it's like your body's gone through the wall the the pain was there on the climbs it's always going to be there on the climbs and whenever I uh, feel fit enough to attempt the 21k that last climb which would be a seventh lap that that seventh climb of course it's going to test me again that's something that I'm aware of and it's such a mental battle I have to keep telling myself all the time when I'm struggling on those uh, climbs I can do this I've done it before I can do it and there's just a a relief once I sense that the climb is over it it is hard going and uh, well for me it is anyway because I'm not a natural runner I felt nauseous about an hour after running. I'd got home, I was feeling fine, but then I started to feel a bit nauseous and and fatigued. And again, I think because I'm not a a natural runner, because I'm still, you know, two, two and a half years into this, still a novice, basically, I feel I'm doing a lot of things without understanding what I'm doing. And I'm now at a stage where maybe I'm pushing my body too much and I'm not doing the things that I need to do in order to to make sure I don't come a cropper as a result of pushing myself more. And uh, a certain bullcaster, certain runner, Mr. Boyd of the Kent Surrey borders, he advised me to get some 
block gels or gel blocks, I think, which would replace the glycerine my body is losing. And, uh, you know, because I'd asked him because I was concerned about why I was feeling lightheaded. That had never happened after a run. So maybe that's my limit after 15K. Maybe this is going to be a problem for me. So something I've got to look at. I've checked them online. They're certainly not cheap. Nothing with running seems to be cheap. I've at least got the leggings. I need to replace the trainers, need to get my passport done. So that's going to be a priority. I think the upper half this winter is probably, I'm probably going to have to stick with what I'm wearing, the various layers. I'm wondering on Friday whether again, I'll take out a a pen and paper. I think on those longer runs, I probably have no choice but to do that, but I'll have to keep my uh, pen in my hand and the scrap paper. Don't want to be uh, looking for a missing pen again and also I didn't really pay any attention to how close the pen might be to you know dog muck and it was found on a stretch of bushes uh, a row of bushes that really had a very animal-like smell of urine so uh, as soon as I got home, I binned the pen. It had done its job as I tweeted on Friday evening. It was a good soldier. It served its purpose. I'm certainly not going to be taking the four-color Hall of Fame big pen out with me in the park. That would be uh, too risky on a run. I woke up at 2 a.m., 0200 hours for, for uh, consistency on Saturday morning. I thought if I wake up really early, I'll go to the cafe. That was slightly too early. I couldn't sleep until around 0500 hours. I felt so creative. And the idea for the second draft of the comedy short came to me. And I was just working out the storyline for that, making more notes. I still haven't copied down the notes that I took on the run on Friday I'm going to do that this afternoon. I'm going to really enjoy this afternoon, I think, in the cafe. You know, it's been a quiet weekend, not spoken to anybody. I'm looking forward to just getting into the cafe, getting my head together. And uh, yes, I I think that creative burst overnight, Friday, Saturday, I think that was really down to the running. It may not have happened without the running. It It was decent. Episode 358 of Daniel Ruiz Tyson is available. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at 1607westegg, facebook.com forward slash DRT available. Find all the work at danielruiztyson.com, paypalcoffee.com. Links on there if you don't want to support the show on Patreon. You can make one-off donations via danielruiztyson.com. There is, of course, the Patreon page that keeps this show returning. Three Patreon bonus shows so far in the last month. That's uh, two hours of extra content for Patreon supporters. You can find that page at patreon.com forward slash DRT available. Thank you to those of you who continue to support the show. If you can, do please also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That is the easiest way for any podcast to grow. I I I. I guess this show is never going to grow really i think it's the rochdale yeah rochdale that's the team i'm thinking of the rochdale of podcasting rochdale a team that weren't promoted or relegated for decades i think that's 
That's what this show is. It's the Rochdale, Rochdale of audio. Anyway, let me catch you up on my week. Thursday, 4th of November, I was on Woolworth Road, not my favourite area, that and Old Kent Road. I'm, a, you know, I'm against gentrification, but sometimes you happen upon areas that really feel so grey. You can see some improvement is needed. Elephant and Castle is another area that I've never really liked. I'm, I'm glad the shopping centre's gone, though I, I do think it should have you know, should have been replaced with shops rather than luxury housing, as seems to be the case. I'll swallow there. I was on a southbound bus to Camberwell to get a 345 to my aunts on uh, Thursday the 4th. There was a Latin American guy sat right at the front of the bus, upper deck, left-hand side. I was sat just behind him. He was unmasked, non-stop chatting on the phone. He finished one call straight on to the next, then another, then another. I think there were about five or six calls in all. I think he was one of those guys who will always make sure he gets his money's worth from his three minutes. Then uh, a man got on with two small girls. The two girls were excited to be on the upper deck. They raced to take the front seats on the right-hand side of the upper deck. The dad sat behind me. I could hear him chuckling at his girls' excitement. They must have been no more than five or six years old. Both were coughing regularly, and I saw Latin American phone enthusiast reaching for his mask. He ended his latest call. He masked up. That's what it took for him to mask up. As if he was thinking COVID wasn't on this bus until these two little girls got on with their coughs. He's also responsible for the hygiene fail of the week, I think. As he ended his call, he placed his mask on the bus seat. Can you believe that? I don't understand some people. I really don't. These are simple things. We're now almost, uh, what, 20 months into this nightmare. We we know how it works. We know we need to keep our masks clean. We know we need to change them regularly. That's something I could actually improve on, I have to say. Uh, reaching Camberwell, I saw a woman, late 20s, early 30s, maybe walking a little dog whilst wearing a nod expression. All her teeth were exposed. Good teeth, incidentally, but it was as if she was blinking into snow and her mouth had an anguished aspect to it. The dog was a puppy. Maybe she's new to dogs. And remember, I'm, I'm not a dog owner, so I don't, you know, I don't really know anything about dogs. Maybe in this situation, if, if you're unfamiliar with dogs too, this is the typical early dog walking facial expression that gradually over time irons itself out. I don't know. I hope so for her sake, because she doesn't want that to be her default dog walking facial expression. Had some visitors round, as I told you last week, for the Liverpool v Atletico game, uh, Atletico Madrid. The space daddy was round, then uh, my friend and his son from Merton came along. I, I wrecked three pizzas. There was uh, some debate as to which pizza was the best. Uh, the space daddy and uh, Mr. Merton both felt the first pizza, which was the one I'd burnt, was better. I felt the third one was better. The third one was from Lidl, only needed 11 minutes in the um, in the oven. I gave it 10, actually, because I was worried about burning another one. The Space Daddy, during the day when I'd spoken to him, he told me, uh, dude, do you have a microwave? I said, yeah. He said, okay, good, because the pizzas last time were undercooked. I said to him, you've known me 33 years. You tell me that now. Why didn't you tell me on the night? Because, yes, to me, those pizzas that I made a few weeks ago, they, they felt undercooked to me as well. But I thought, well, it's just a space daddy. This guy can eat any old rubbish. And I just left it. I made some pasta as well. The thing is, I was making so much food that I was spending most of my time in the kitchen. But it was a, it was a decent evening. I think I must have used up my heat and allocation for the week. 
that night. I enjoyed it. I was told again, I've been pulled up on this before, that when you have guests over, you don't wash up while the guests are there. But it was so much to wash up. I wasn't going to do it after they'd gone because I would have been there until midnight. But it was... um, it was a it was a decent evening. I'd had a small victory uh, during the week with regards to my uh, living situation, which may not bear fruit for for some time yet. But that's kind of a really important victory. It, was, it took a lot out of me to to get that. And uh, the following day, I think because it had been a nice evening, because it had gone well. I was a little too relaxed as I had to head to Woolworth Road in the afternoon on a couple of errands as just mentioned. I thought I'm not getting into my indoor clothes after returning from the cafe as I had to go out again later. So I kept my outdoor clothes on, but I realized the following day that I'd forgotten to antibacterial wipe my seat by my desk. So at night, having sat in the same unclean chair in my indoor clothes, I then got into bed with my indoor clothes. Retrospectively, that was a big hygiene fail and uh, I had to strip the bed once I realized let me just uh, switch the light on do stay with me gonna give you my nectar points okay there is a raisin shortage I've noticed at the moment in supermarkets Sainsbury's are doing them but they're three pounds which is almost twice as expensive as little so I'm not paying three pounds for raisins I can't see any currants in the store I think currants are different to sultanas if I'm right I don't think I can switch to sultanas. I don't like them. Raisins really are as far as I go with the uh, dried fruits. Staying with the shopping. Long life milk from Iceland. I opened a new carton last night. And uh, to give you some South London speak, it is rank. It's the worst long life milk I've had so far. So I can do the Sainsbury's. I can do little. I can't do Iceland. Long life milk. That's the uh, That's the last time that's in the flat. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping I don't have any more in the cupboards. My opening balance was 392 on the nectar points. I think I might have earned three points as well via an eBay purchase. I had to buy a book for uh, when shorts were short. I tried to get it via the library, but the library no longer have a, a copy. None of the four boroughs have a, a copy of this particular book. So I've had to buy a, a used book on eBay. Uh, so what did I get? I got some yogurt, got two cartons of semi-skim, got some mixed beans, uh, chili mixed beans, a tin of them, uh, two single oranges. Uh, I think it was five fair trade bananas for 44p. That's pretty good going in Sainsbury's and two pies, 75p each. Uh, points earned on 589 were five five points uh, new points balance of 397 so i think if you add then the three points from the ebay purchase i'm on 400 at the minute uh, star wars football fairly busy week i'm conscious that i'm falling behind and the christmas cup has to be played as well just flicking through my book here what was the date last week the date last week was the first yeah so there were fa cup uh Replays. Actually, it was the Europa League that I was bringing you last week. There was one final Europa League fixture to to give you. That was Umbara versus Acto first leg. That was uh, goalless. FA Cup replays Savarine from the second division. One Alderon three. A uh, very strong Alderon uh, performance. Really, really impressive. Controlled the game from start to finish. Just trying to see who got the goals uh, scuba diver the action force figure he'd come on as a sub he got the second goal snaggletooth got the third 
and there was a known goal had given yeah there was a known goal had given uh, Aldron the lead at half time so that was a, a decent performance by Aldron who now they're away to empire now in the last state of the Star Wars Football FA Cup meantime rebels beat Nat Huth comfortably at the second division club they uh, they traveled there and won by three goals to nil goals from was there another own goal here yeah there was another own goal and uh, the other goals were scored by Vader the skipper and uh, the young striker Luke no actually there were no own goals Padma had come on as a sub I've made a mess of that Padma came on as a sub and got the uh, think the third goal so comfortable for rebels who now host neighbors tattoon tattooing i used to say tattoon as a kid silver age i've been saying tattooing i don't know why that inconsistency crept in there so rebels host tattooing in the tie of the round those games to be played in the next few weeks meantime Champions League quarterfinal first legs. Holders Tatooine bidding to win a third successive Champions League. They travel to Mandalay, who beat Tatooine a couple of seasons ago in the group stages. Tatooine now 15 games unbeaten in the Champions League. Goal of straw played out of Mandalay. Tatooine will be disappointed not to have gotten away. Goal Mandalay will still be underdogs for that second uh, leg. Hoth, mind you, actually, last season at the same stage, Mandalaya had got an away goal in a 1-1 draw at Endor, I remember. Game they should have actually won. And uh, they actually lost the second leg at home to Endor by a goal to nil. What point am I trying to make there? The point I'm trying to make there is that, you know, an away goal obviously isn't any guarantee that you're going to go through. Meantime, last night, Hoth thumped Zepho. Surprising 4-1 win. Zepho had won their group, a group that contained Empire and uh, won the right to play uh, Group 2 runners-up Hoth. And Hoth, it wasn't a vintage Hoth performance, but uh, that luck that they've not had this season, they certainly had it last night. A a deserved win, mind you, and uh, now look, odds on to reach the Champions League semi-finals, which will involve either playing against Endor or Empire. Uh, Either match will involve uh, an element of revenge. Endor have done the double over them in the group stages, and Empire just knocked them out of the FA Cup recently. So it's all building up to a, a nice climax at the moment. And of course, the Christmas Cup starts in three weeks time. Let's move on to the weeks, uh, the weeks even, at uh, cafe visits. The cafe closure on Tuesdays, mentally, that's really causing me a, a lot of problems. I feel really bereft on Tuesdays. And of course, there are other places I can go to, and I have tried other cafes, but they don't come close to that. They don't come close to, to what I feel for the for the cafe. And I've not been to a place and thought, yeah, I'm happy to come here every Tuesday. So Mondays are very, very difficult for me. And more so now because I'm going to have to, as I, as I touched on earlier, I've got to swap everything around, record this show before anything, record it in the mornings, run in the morning, right in the afternoon. If and when the man reclaims me, as he'll have to, there's no avoiding that. I'll probably need to record on a Sunday night, which will mess up my weekend. And all the while on a Monday, I'll, you know, I'll be knowing that the Tuesday most likely ends with me stuck indoors. And normally before I traveled into the man, I'd always go via the cafe. I think it would be, very, you know, what am I trying to say there? I think it will be very difficult. Let me just pause this. I don't know what's going on with my screen here. It's very strange. I've just got to pause this. 
I'm not sure what happened there. I've had to screenshot that to send that to my friend whenever he does my PC rebuild, which I'm not up for at the moment because I don't really have the stamina to have anyone round for a few hours at the moment at the weekend. I just need the weekends to recuperate from the week. What I was saying, I think, is if and when the man reclaims me, I always tend to go to the man via the cafe, via breakfast in the cafe. But if it's not going to be open on Tuesdays, that's going to be a nightmare to go straight from home to the man. I won't welcome that experience. So, yeah, Mondays are difficult. You know, I'm looking forward to the cafe this afternoon, but I know that tomorrow is most uh, likely going to end with me stuck indoors which i find uh, very difficult thursday the 4th of november in the cafe there was a regular customer there a woman early 60s maybe on crutches i asked her she was trying to move table because uh, she was sat at the central table central single table which nobody likes it's just too much traffic you got people going past you either side of the table and just feels uh, the most public table in the, in the in the cafe. So she was on crutches, so she was trying to move uh, to the other table. I asked if I could take her coffee over. She thanked me but said she was okay. But then a guy from another table came over and did it for her, made me look like I hadn't bothered, which was uh, disappointing for me. He made me, uh, I felt he made me look a bit silly. I should have just done what he did, really, and commandeered a, a coffee cup. Shouldn't have left. Uh, shouldn't have left the decision to her. Friday, fifth of November. I'm trying to be obedient when I go to the cafe. Stand outside by the signpost that says "Wait here to be called in," and to wait for Seb K or Phil Collins to call me in. Early Jim and the Algerian, who actually turns out to be Moroccan, they were already in the cafe. They were sat at the central table. They were just waving me in. I like to follow the rules so long as they're rules that uh, whereby no one's getting hurt. Three people just walked on ahead of me, one female regular, one of the three Porto supporting brothers. None of them said to me, just walk on in. They know I'm a regular, might have been a nice icebreaker, nice moment for us, but uh, they just walked in. They must have thought uh, this idiot just standing there. So uh, I just walked in, didn't wait to be asked in for the first time. I didn't want to feel more of a dick than I was already feeling. Once inside, the Moroccan and early Jim chatted to me. The Moroccan spoke some Spanish to me. I mentioned I'd been to the Spanish enclave of Delta in Morocco. Yeah, you told me that, he said. He was effectively saying, I've heard that anecdote already. What else have you got for me? Then he added, you can keep Delta. It's not really Moroccan. Meantime, overheard in the cafe that day, an elderly regular chatting to her even older husband. I think it was a Maltese accent. She says she will come back if she could find work, which isn't easy. I can't ask Robert to help her because he doesn't like her. Robert doesn't like her. She also has no qualifications. She could run a shop, suggested the husband, who sounded Germanic. If she was better dressed, came back the reply. I'm not getting involved anyway. Robert says he gave her a lot of money, but she never said thank you. I'm not sure if this is true. Back to the cafe next week. I'll leave you with this week's online searches. Speaker's Corner. Common. I used to love her. Kwame. LibriVox Recordings. Where is SE12? Was Bobby with Jenna or Pamela when he was the victim of a hit and run in Dallas? Best glue for vintage action figures. Groin strain alleviation. Cheap pizza 
cutters if you want to get your own online searches to the show. DRT available at westegg1607.co.uk. And that is it. That is the end of this week's show. Now it's time for you to get those shoulders back. Keep on walking towards the sun. Keep washing those hands. Keep ventilating too. Every 10 minutes, apparently, you need to open a window, according to the government, if you're having people over. I'm Daniel Rears-Tyson, and this start of the week, I have been available. <laughs>